Welcome to the Real Estate Roundtable Podcast, where we sit down with some of the most successful real estate agents, brokers, and team leaders to learn about their journeys in this industry. I'm your host, Art Batuzzi, and as a seasoned real estate agent of 29 years, I'm always fascinated by the stories of how others found success in this business. On this podcast, we'll be talking to our guests about the obstacles they overcame, the lessons they learned, and the tips and strategies they're using in today's ever-changing market. Whether you're a real estate agent, broker, team leader, investor, or just someone interested in real estate, you're in the right place. Our guests come from a variety of backgrounds and they all have unique insights to share. We wanna have fun with these interviews, but we also wanna make sure that you come away with actionable tips that you can implement in your own business. New episodes will be released weekly, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for joining us on the Real Estate Roundtable Podcast. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, it's Art Batuzzi with the Real Estate Roundtable Podcast. I'm joined today by two of my former students who teamed up to create their own real estate team, and they are killing it. All right. I'm joined today by Kizzy Dado <laughs> and Erica Carey. Their team is called Her Elegance realty team at KW Infinity. Ladies, welcome to the podcast. Thank, Thank you, you so Thank you for much for having us. us. It's absolutely my pleasure, you guys. I uh, I told you while we were off camera here that it's been about three years, right, since you took my class to get into yeah. yes. real estate. And we're going to talk about why you made that decision in just a few minutes. But I have been watching your progress ever since you guys got out of my class and started your team together. And, you know, I told you before, and I'll continue to tell you that I love what you guys are doing out there, the strides that you've been making in your business, and really the way that you go about it. And so what I'd like to do today is to talk about you know, how I got into the business, as well as what's working today, because you guys are hustling and you got some major goals, which we're going to talk about uh, as far as what you want to do in this business in this year and beyond. So why don't you start by, first of all, Erica, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself prior to getting into real estate? Well, of course, my name is Erica Carey. Um, and prior to getting into real estate, I had done 24 years in hospitality as a general manager. Um, loved it, loved it, loved it. However, right before our pandemic, uh, my property, my hotel had sold. Um, and it left me in a situation where I was going to be unemployed. And I had just made it up in my mind. I was like, I didn't want to depend on anyone else. And so... I had this crazy idea and I was like, hey, Kizzy, how do you think I'll do in real estate? And she was like, I think you'll do outstanding. She was the biggest supporter. She was like, so much so that I'll join with you. Let's go. 
All right. And so we searched and we found an amazing class. And I'm not just, you know, giving you your kudos. We found an amazing class, amazing teacher, amazing coach. Um, and yeah, fast forward, we're here. Three years later. Three years later. Excellent. All right, kids. Okay, so for me, um, the reason why she called me <laughs> to see what I would think is because this is actually my second time at this attempt, <laughs> being a realtor. Uh, so back when the first crash happened, or when the crash happened, I should say, in 08, uh, I was in it for a short period then at that particular time. Um, so I always still had an interest in it. I've been manage in management. Um, I've also been in beauty. I'm actually still a licensed cosmetologist, <laughs> so, but not practicing at the moment. Um, however, so when Erica called me, you know, it piqued my interest because it's something I was still always interested in, um, getting back into the market and, you know, it sounded like a great idea. The company sounded like it was a great company. So I said, Hey, I'm going to go with you. And here we are. Yes. Gaga. Here we are. (laughs) (laughs) So how long had you guys known each other before you, you know, decided to get in real estate together. Oh, nine. Yeah. Oh, nine. We worked together before. We worked together at a call center mm-hmm. um, and we bonded straight from the start. And so I was like, I'm going to stick next to her. I'm going to keep my eye on her. <laughs> <laughs> so we over bonded. the years, we kept in touch. Mm-hmm. And so we have um, developed a very close friendship and a very successful business relationship as well off the basis of it. All right. So now it was what, 2020, 2020? 2020, right. All right. And you guys decided, all right, we're going to jump in. Erica's going to do it. You guys took the class. You passed the class. You passed the state exam. And then how'd you come up with the name of your team? So it didn't happen team-wise. So <laughs> indirectly, indirectly, we were working together, but we are both really strong personalities, really strong head-driven women, right? And so both of us was like, we want to work together, but <laughs> I like stuff my way. She likes stuff her way. This It's just not going to work. It's not going to work. <laughs> but we found out. Every single deal separately, we were still working together. And so we wind up having a sit down with our at the time coach and develop a business plan and executed that business plan and made a commitment that we both wanted to see each other um, financially strong in life. And so that commitment has been the sole base of our success within this industry. Um, Us wanting to see each other's families at the highest level that we've ever been. Excellent. Izzy, what about you? Was that? Absolutely. So with all our differences, we at the same time, we have so much in common. So much in common. And of course, being women, and of course, being partners, and of course, being family and friends, you know, we, we butt heads at the same time. But we absolutely, especially at this point, we've worked with each other for quite a while. Um, we have a complete understanding of each other and we know what, what our strengths and weaknesses are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it really just creates a, a great balance. And so we have each other to lean on. So, 
you know, when things are, when things are wrong, when we, we have questions and things like that, we, we have each other to go to first. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And, and obviously that seems to work for you. Now, mm-hmm. do you prefer listings or say, or, or, or buyers? Do you guys have a preference? I don't think we have a preference. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I truly believe in working with both. Um, I think it's very rewarding being able to assist a buyer, especially like our first time home buyers, um, being able to help them accomplish that task. Or even if they're not a first time home buyer, but now they're traveling on to purchase their their forever home. Um, those are like major accomplishments that we love being a part of. Um, and it, it's the same feeling on the seller side when they are now leaving one home to go and purchase that forever home. It's still rewarding but both ways. Okay. And so give me an idea, percentage of your business last year, that was buyers versus sellers. Any idea? Last year, we was extremely buyer heavy. Um, I will say on a percentage wise, we were probably about 75% buyer heavy. This year, literally, I felt like the clock strike midnight on January 1st and a flood of sellers came through the door. So this year we're more seller um, driven as far as the number of sellers that we're working with. However, we are definitely heavily involved with buyers. Got it. Was it a purposeful thing that you guys uh, said, we're going to go after sellers this year? Was that what you did? We did it all last year, but you know, the fruits of your labor typically shows up six months later. So we, we really drove last year to make sure that we dived into the business, dived into um, proper networking, placed ourselves in the proper rooms so that we can go after the, the sellers. And it took, it started to really flourish starting this year. Got it. So talk to me for a second. When you say in the right rooms, what does that mean to somebody that doesn't know, you know, what's going on in real estate? Well, networking, networking, um, a lot of networking. So we do um, a lot of buyer interactions, you know, um, we get together with buyers, we have those uh, conversations, we um, get together with groups of buyers, and then we have those conversations to kind of lead us on a little bit more to give people the information. And so once people are educated on what the process is, that helps to bring people in, being in the right rooms, going to networking events, you know, um, going to events with our peers, which also allows for us to learn from them as well. Um, so doing all of that, doing the networking, and we, we, we do, we try to show up and we try to be wherever it is we can be, not just that, so we can continue to grow um, through people. Then with doing that, we also get referrals, you know, not just from people in our industry, but people outside of that as we continue to make connections. Got it. So are you guys doing buyer seminars? Is that- yeah, of course. And events, events, yeah. events are one of our big loves, you know, that we like to do. So we do a few events every year. Um, we come together, we're kind of known for, for some of those things. Um, and people are really attracted to what it is that we're offering and just kind of the way we put it together, which really Frank's just really a lot of fun for us because that's another love that we have, exactly. you know, are putting things like that together. All right. So this is great. Talk to me about how are you? So you're using event marketing mm-hmm. to be able to 
bring leads to generate potential leads for yourself. And so give me the setup of one of your events. How does it, how does it work? What's it look like? So typically our lead time for any events, um, we start the process of the marketing um, anywhere from three to four months prior. And that marketing will be delivered through social media, all social media outlets. Um, it will be delivered via mail um, as well as via email. And so anybody that has been in a previous, um, any of our current customers, clients, um, or any friends, family, everybody gets an invite. We then take that marketing, um, of course, as we're planning it, making sure that we keep them on a consistent drip campaign or a consistent uh, marketing campaign where we're constantly advertising to them for people that don't know what the drip campaign is, um, where we're consistently advertising to them. We do that throughout the entire time frame. The biggest, I tell everybody, it doesn't matter how much legwork you put in if you're not going to follow up. Mm -hmm. So the biggest time, the largest or the greatest amount of time that we put in is in our follow-up. Um, literally, the moment that the event is over with, we have someone that immediately um, sends out pictures, that immediately sends out email marketing, um, direct mail marketing, as well as social media marketing, um, just to say thank you to the people that appeared um, and also say thank you for the people that had the heart to appear but were unable to appear. And then after that time frame, we do a, so after we have the thank you, we do a one to two week follow-up. Um, anyone that email was given during the sign up or the purchase of the tickets or, or the obtaining of the tickets, um, we make sure that we have direct um, communication with them and we keep them on a consistent communication so that we are executing at a high level on the follow-up scale. Got it. Excellent. So let's talk about the event. Is it So these are in-person events or virtual events? These are in-person. During COVID, we did do um, virtual but we are customer service people that are driven by interactions. And so us not being in person just kind of dies our battery down a little bit. So we make sure that every event is in person. Every event is heartfelt. Every event, the person leaves with um, feeling something, being educated and actually feeling something. They do. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead, kids. Yes, everyone leaves uh, really filled. It's no, we're not just doing real estate events or real estate based. You know, we're having the event. We are realtors, of course. It's it's mentioned, but we really focus on whatever the point of it is. Um, you know, whatever it is, we're focused on. If it if it's focused on women, of course, that's not our only focus. But if it is focused on women, for instance, we do offer value. You know, we bring other professionals in. To, to speak and talk. So there's a lot of value and people leave really full and filled and wanting more and wanting to know when the next one is and wishing they were able to invite other people, which just kind of draws us to do more and it kind of pushes us and motivates us as well. Okay, so now you sort of threw me a curveball here because the event is not a real estate event. Okay, so give, give, give me the title of one of your events so I can understand. Pink and Pearls uh, Wellness Brunch. Mm -hmm. So it is a um, health and wealth wellness brunch that we invite out. So we have medical professionals that come out. And this particular one, it's an all-woman event. Um, 
medical professionals that come out and we talk about everything that the woman body goes through um, to educate the woman. Um, and then on the flip side, because health and wealth, so then the wealth side, we address everything that can possibly bring wealth, real estate, us, mm-hmm. um, anything, financial, in- financial insurance, um, things that can bring wealth. It, it's a huge event. We, we started it last year. It's a humongous event um, that has a very good turnout and, and definitely um, without us just super focusing on real estate because they left with information mm-hmm. about life, we are already at the front of mind. So every event doesn't have to necessarily be hyper-focused around real estate. It's more about taking care of the client and keeping your the company at the front of that client's mind. Because when they think of real estate, they're automatically going to think of you. So this, this is a, a, an, a, an amazing idea. I mean, it's really... You're 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 using other areas to draw people in, and as an ancillary thing. Oh, by the way, we're real estate brokers. Yeah, yeah. If we can help you in any way, you let us know. Absolutely. And, and you've already helped them by bringing together all these professionals and providing them this information. If that's what I'm hearing. Absolutely, and it's interactive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so it's not just being spoken to. Um, we actually, people actually able to ask questions and, and it was so, it's, it's so powerful because people actually are in such an environment and they're so comfortable where they can ask questions that they never get to ask about health. You know, we take time to work with them and do exercises and it's so much fun at the same time. There's so many fun things involved in everything that we do with it, you know? So it's just, it's just always a great, great time. And we do that every year. So what about how long? I mean, I heard brunch in there, so I know there's food involved. Of That's course. <laughs> okay, but about food how and long? Cocktails. What, co- oh, cocktails too. So you got everything going on. All right. So about how long is the event? Meaning how many hours? Well, how long are people there? So it's about a three and a half hour event. Um, we kind of get through it very swiftly. We of course had they're greeted. Um at a high level, I will say, right. um, we right. roll out the red carpet. Literally, we roll out a red carpet because we want them to feel the excitement of being at a Her Elegance event, um, just off of the name itself. Right. And so the moment that they arrive, they're immediately greeted with champagne. Um, they're able to go ahead and obtain their food, enjoy live music. Um, we also um, take time to invite other vendors in Sometimes there are clients that we've previously had so that it gives an opportunity to promote um, previous clients or just local community um, businesses so that we are in support of that as well. After they've had time to like shop with vendors or speak with vendors privately or sign up for, for services offered by vendors, then we go into the health portion um, of the event where we have a um, certified doctor come in um, gynecologist come in and she kind of uh, gives um, general information, but then she opens the floor up to questions. So mental that's health. the first half. Mm-hmm. And then mental health is also. Mm-hmm. And so that's more of the first half. The second half, we actually have a wealth panel. So we invite industry professionals 
Um, and we have a series of different questions that we have out there. But again, we open the panel up like the last five to 10 minutes so that we have that opportunity. Um, we also try to every year, um, because we do this relatively close to Breast Cancer Awareness Month and, and her elegance being a um, realty team that is really um, woman empowered, um, we try to make sure that we highlight survivors. Um, and so the last part of that um, event, we make sure that we honor um, a breast cancer survivor, whether that is a current active um, um, a guest, I mean, I'm saying client that is going through it or someone that has previously already survived it. So we try to highlight them. And you said that people pay, is it just to cover the cost of the food kind of a thing? So the last event was actually a complimentary event. Mm -hmm. um, so they were able to come and enjoy the vendors. It is a vendor cost um, to set up a booth, of course, because their business is being advertised. But sure. our vendors, as well as our ally partners, are the ones that is actually paying for the client. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. come. So it is wow. a free event that keeps the 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 person informed, fills their belly, fills their soul, and and good music and good drinks. <laughs> That's fantastic. About how many people did you get at your last one? The last one was 72 total. Um, we had roughly about 90 that had signed up, um, but 72 actually showed up. Wonderful. That's great. And, and did you two come up with this idea as a way to, to promote your business as well as the overall well-being? Absolutely. Absolutely. We both love, um, we, we have a business outside of real estate, um, which is event planning and decor. Um, mm -hmm. So we really genuinely love that industry as well and, and try to make sure that we incorporate that into our real estate um, career. So in that process, we wanted to make sure that we held an event that was informative, that gave back to the community, as well as there was like a whole different level of elegance. And, and I think that um, the Hot Pink and Pearls brunch definitely touched every category of it. Yeah, definitely. And we've spoken about, we spoke about the women, but we also do host and do, um, do events with the men as well. You know, for instance, there was a casino night, you know, that was so much fun <laughs> for the men. Yes. And those were real casino tables, um, you know, real dealers. Oh, what else was there, Erica? Um, I, I love this because a lot of the guys that showed up was like, you know, when you go into a casino, you want to play, but you may not know how. Mm -hmm. And so we took that as an opportunity mainly because they, the husbands were a little jealous that it was an all-woman event that they couldn't get into. And so we was like, you know what? We're going to do an all-man event. And so it was casino night. Um, and so we had several different men attend, clients, current customers. They had an outstanding time. They showed up. We had uh, professional attired um, dealers that came in and they taught the man that didn't know how to play, how to play before they actually started the process. We had a catering company come in and we did like different appetizers. I always say uh, 
like football type theme or, or game night type theme appetizers. Um, we had a private bartender come in and, and just really cater to, but I think the highlight for them was that we were kicked out of the event that time. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so you we tried to get in, in, but they wouldn't let us. <laughs> so out of the Her Elegance group, it was representing the guys. So it was the males, the husbands of Her Elegance. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's great. We were just the greeters that day. We have a lot of fun. Yes. That's, hey, if you can't have fun, right? Why are you doing it? <laughs> exactly. Right? So you you have about how many events a year do you do? We try to do one event per quarter. Okay. Um, I, the High Pinks and Pearls brunch is the largest event that we have. Um, but we do also smaller local events as well. Um, making, night as well. Mm -hmm. okay. making sure that we're in the community. Got it. And so let's ask them the question is, how do you think you doing the Her Elegance parties, events has impacted your real estate business? Honestly, I will say current clients in the, let's just say the Happy Conferral Brunch. Um, so out of the 72 clients, there are roughly 25 active clients with us now. Wow. And, and at that time, they weren't clients. They were friends of a friend, family member of a, a previous client. Those are 25 active clients now. Um, so I, on, on average, if we're looking at, you know, our average home sale on the lower side is about 280. So if they're looking at 280, you're looking at about six, six, six something. Um, Six something times 25 people, I think that it's definitely got a return. Even if yeah, it was just one person, we we definitely got to return our investment. And then there are the referrals that come mm -hmm. and keep coming and keep coming and keep coming. Yes. Which are not, I mean, obviously people that didn't originally attend the event. So out of your 72 attendees, for you to have 25, I mean, you're at like 35% of the people are using your services or have or in the process of using right. your services and you still have an opportunity with the other you know 50 people or correct that's fantastic that's great i mean it really is because obviously they already know you yeah they like you yeah. and they trust you Absolutely. and and you know there's people begging there's brokers begging how do I create, you know, leads for myself? And here you guys have got these, these amazing events and this brand that you've created, not specifically about real estate, but really marketing yourselves as the brand and adding real estate in as uh, not an afterthought, but as an element. Correct. Absolutely. Um, and just to and just to add this point to it, um, while we're saying that we do these events, one of the things that I think that we've seen that maybe people are not aware of when they come from that maybe they haven't been taught, um, we're able to do some of these things, of course, because we were taught to partner with our vendors, partner with the people that we deal with, um, and so 
because we do work together, we are a team. We are a team with our lenders and the attorneys and so on and so forth. And the people that we're constantly feeding and giving business to. So what people don't realize is that you can work that in the opposite way. You can get their assistance. You can get their help. You know, for someone to be present, whether it's someone that you work with, a service partner or someone outside that wants to come, they're given the opportunity to um, see and be introduced to the people that are attending these events that we're inviting. So it's actually a plus for everyone. Reach out to your partners, reach out to the people that are coming to your events. They can help support the event as well, which will just make it more grand for everyone. And it will actually feed everyone at the same time. And I think that's an important piece. We have developed um, a very strong ally partner resources our re- as our resources um, where they are willing to feed into our business and we're willing to feed into their business and on every avenue. And I think that's huge in this industry in particular about how successful you are. Like they immediately think of us when a client comes their way or we immediately think of them and not because of just that relationship, but because of their level of service and their level of quality with performing their, their, their different services. Well, and here's the other thing too, is you absolutely are not in violation of RESPA because it's not a quid pro quo, right? You're all, you give me that guy. I give you Mm -hmm. this guy. You give me Mm -hmm. this. I give you that. Mm -hmm. You're, you're, you're using, not using, you're following the law in that, People have the ability, all your different vendors have the ability to participate in the partnership and get access to the people who are attending. And if they're able to impress upon those people, their services, and that person wants to use their services, great. Absolutely. Right? That's a positive for the partnership. Absolutely. That's a great way to do it. And as you said, Kizzy, um, you were taught how to do this. You were taught how to ask for those partnerships with those various vendors. And I think a lot of real estate brokers are, or whether they're salespeople, brokers, managing brokers, are are really just afraid to ask. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Right? I think it's true. And you don't know until you ask. Absolutely. And it's not like you're bring. It's not like you're like, hey, give me a thousand dollars, I can put it in my pocket. No, mm-hmm. you're saying we're having this event. Here's what it costs. If you want to be involved, they say sure, and they now have access to all the attendees. Absolutely, especially with our previous clients. These are our clients that we're servicing. You've already serviced them. I've already serviced them. These are our clients that we're appreciating. You know, and that's another thing we have our client appreciation events as well, which goes over very big. Um, we just did one recently, which was, um, was it the preview or the premiere of Creed? Oh yeah. Came out. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And that was absolutely successful. And we rented out the movie theater. Um, people, you know, came in and we provided them with popcorn and drinks and, you know, some prizes and so on. And that was great. It was a great movie preview. It was a lot of fun for everyone. We took pictures and so on and so forth. So that was a great event as well. Yes, it was. Wow. Again, very innovative ladies. Way to go. Thank you. Thank you. Way to go. Now, let me ask you this. What 
medium do you use to get the word out about your events and about her elegance realty team? Everything. <laughs> you name it. Um, literally, we have done, we really have embraced TikTok. Um, I oh. am, I call it a TikTok junkie a little bit. Um, <laughs> I am. She's made me a little bit of a junkie. <laughs> so TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Um, That's right. Yeah, anything. LinkedIn. Um, we LinkedIn especially. Um, we really drive off of making sure that we utilize our free marketing. They're free marketing, um, especially as a when you're a new agent. It, it is totally something that can be done and generates a lot of business, um, especially if it's done correctly. So those are the biggest ones. However, we don't stop there. Like I said, we will definitely do direct mail. Um, we definitely utilize our emails. We, we stay in front of the marketing um, perspective. And then every single time that we have an opportunity like for right now, we have a, our next event in September. However, when I'm making my daily calls, I'm saying, hey, you know, of course, we, we go through our forward. But in that process, I also remind them of our September event. Um, just to stay front of mind, stay front of mind. Hey, look out for an invitation. It'll be coming. Da, 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 da. So that everyone's aware. So. Social media seems to be the bulk of what you're doing, not only, but the bulk. Do you use a service that pushes it all out for you where you put it in one spot or and it pushes it out? Or do you do take on each one individually? No, we actually utilize. So TikTok mm -hmm. can't go through that service. However, um, with KW, it's we have command. And so we utilize that to its full potential. And so we are able to advertise to multiple outlets at one time because of it. Um, so that that's one of the strengths. TikTok, we do have to dive in and do it ourselves, but that's yeah. okay because I like TikTok. And we do emails, <laughs> we do text messages. So we're, however we can get the information out, that's how we do it. Whatever works. And just, and just for some of our listeners mm -hmm. at Keller Williams, Command is their CRM system. Yes, correct. Uh, correct. A very robust system, if I do say so myself. Yes. <laughs> so um, it, it's a great program that allows them to push out their content to all the people in their contacts. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. So so and and Erica, when you you say you're a TikTok junkie, you're making these videos. Yes. Yes. How and think. How often, sister? So not as often as I would like. However, we try to do one at least once a week or we're active. Um, but I'm posting something on a daily basis now on social media in general. Right. So we try to make sure that Facebook gets at least one to two posts a day. Um, we try to make sure that they're, of course, one posting real estate. But no one wants to be just have just real estate, real estate, real estate, real estate, or right. any business. And so we try to make sure that it's very natural in our communication mm -hmm. um, via our social media. So we will post family, we will post recipes, we will post things that excite us and entertain us, but we will also tie in real estate. And so sometimes my family posts 
maybe us going out on on a family day to go do a broker tour or a open house tour and so it's very active to the point where you know both kizzy and my son will be our video people i like to say if if we're doing it on that scale we do have a separate company that we hire otherwise but we try to make sure that it is very original um and it's not just forcing real estate down the typical mm-hmm. one row. And well, and it seems to me that what I've heard from other brokers that have been on the podcast is that the you want to, like you said, uh, Eric, it can't be just real estate or your business time again. People want to know who you are. Absolutely. Is is that a fair statement? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. People want to feel like they know you. And so, what the rule I believe is 80 20. 80% 80% you, 20% your job, you know? So, I mean, you would think it wouldn't be that way, but people do want to get into a relationship or a working relationship and trust you with their affairs if they feel they know you, you know? So that honestly is just the best way um, to get it done. And so if you show insight of yourself and what's going on with you on a daily basis or events in your life, that's what people connect to. That's that's great. I mean, it obviously is working for you, right? Yes. So so let's talk about some of your results a little bit. If if you care to share, if you don't, just tell me to go away. But um, last year, um, how many transactions did Her Elegance Realty Team do? Jointly, we closed forty six transactions, uh, which panned out to be just over eleven million. Eleven million. Mm-hmm. And let me just remind everybody that that's in your third year of real estate. Correct. Actually, that was our second year. Oh, thank you. We're Sorry. Third year this year. You're in your third year this year. Correct. Correct. So in your second year of real estate combined, you did a little over $11 million. Correct. Hey there, Real Estate Roundtable podcast listeners. I want to take a moment to tell you about our sponsor, I Love Real Estate School. If you're looking to get your real estate license or fulfilling your continuing education requirements, I Love Real Estate School's got you covered. As an Illinois licensed school, they offer the state-required broker pre-license course, managing broker pre-license courses, post-licensing courses, and continuing education. And the best part, you can take the courses either through their live stream with the live instructor or online home study. So no matter where you are, you can get the education you need to take your real estate career to the next level. I Love Real Estate School is committed to helping you succeed in the industry. That's why they offer comprehensive, high-quality education at an affordable price. So if you're ready to start your real estate journey or stay up to date with your continuing education, head on over to iloverealestateschool.com today to learn more. And what's your goal for 2023? So we are looking to double um, with a minimum of 80 transactions. 80 transactions. Mm-hmm. And how you doing? We are on fast pace this year. 
Um, this year has definitely um, taken off very well. And we are very proud of it. We are more seller heavy this year, which we're not complaining about at all. No. Um, but, <laughs> but we have definitely taken off and, and are able to really um, continue to thrive within the industry. So what, a, ladies, what about the people who are like, oh, this market is tough. It's a tough market. And, and you know, buyers can't buy anything and sellers don't want to sell anything. What's been your experience this year? Or you know, year? I honestly, don't get me wrong. We have experienced the tough markets. We, oh, yes. We have this uh, last year at the start, we had 32 offers where one of our buyers was was going up against. And so we experienced it. I, I look at every situation as an opportunity um, to to grow, right? And so I, me and Kizzy both sat down with the top agents um, within Keller Williams and we said, hey, you've been doing this and you've seen multiple markets, you've seen multiple change in the markets, what wins deals? And so we sat down without compromising um, the, the offer, without you know putting our buyer on the back end or having them lose a lot just to get a house. We had developed a plan and said, hey, this is how we're going to submit offers. And, mm -hmm. and we started to incorporate that in our buyer consultation. So the client was aware from the very start hey, this is what the game plan is. And I think that's the key to it. It's making sure that you educate that client. Okay, this is the market. This is what it looks like. We don't use that as an opportunity for discouragement. That just means that property was not the property for you. We keep moving and go on to the next one. And I think what allows us to continue to do that in every shift of the market is education. Like we pride ourselves on consistently staying above what the market is doing, um, staying on top of what the numbers are doing within the market. We attend a weekly class um, what, that is sponsored by our, our brokerage that allows us to be educated on the market. We, we review every single market throughout the Illinois area. We know the numbers backwards and forwards so that we can make sure that when we're working with the client, what is that looking like? What, what is the available houses actually looking like in Bolingbrook, mm -hmm. you know, or in Plainfield? So staying educated is the key to that. Um, and so it, it allows us um, for, I always do the analogy, a doctor is not going to go into the operating room nervous because he is experienced and educated in his field. If we stay educated and experienced in ours, no market will will completely throw us off balance. Absolutely. And also, you know, using your service partners as well. Um, you know, of course, they always have the education. The lenders are always going to have the numbers. They're always going to know what's happening right, right now. You know, that's current information. You know, even when you're dealing with inspectors, if you're dealing with inspectors, they know what's going on, what the problems are, what people are doing, the attorneys. You know, every single deal that we go through, okay, what are you seeing? What's going on? What are What's being accepted out there? What's not being accepted? So that is also um, a big win when it comes to the information as well, is 
using the people around you as well. And how much time do you to spend in terms of researching what's going on so that you can educate your clients on what's happening? Endless, to be honest with you. We dedicate on the minimum one to two hours a day on just education. Really? One to two hours a day, just wow. education. Each of you? Each of you? Yes, a piece. And wow. sharing information. Yeah, That's great. Um, so whether that is jumping in at our brokerage or another brokerage to take an extra class um, or going over and having a class with, with just supporting or amping up our, our license um, or whether that is physically using whatever other resource we need to physically sit down and study it. There's always um, classes. Mm -hmm. There's always classes to jump into. You know, every day there are classes to jump into. And that helps a lot as well. I know this is a big thing at your brokerage in terms of time blocking. Do you, oh, yeah. do you guys subscribe to time blocking? Oh, I don't think we, we will be able to function without it. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't, I don't. If someone says, hey, are you available or can you do? Hold on. Literally, literally, it's there's, it's there's so no much, way I couldn't function without it. So much so, it. my my little one says the other day, "Hey, mom, um, did you make sure that you put my my trip that you're supposed to go to on the calendar?" I was like, "I didn't." And you're right. I'm gonna add it right now because <laughs> I live in my schedule, and he's he's used to being able to say, "Like, hey, mom, can you add this? And can you add that?" Because it, it is, it's, it, it's our day to day. Like we can't function without it. Mm -hmm. And I had to, without it. funny, but I even had to get my husband to understand, you know, and he's like, oh, can you do this? Cause that, hold on. He, he had to understand that. No, I said, you don't understand. My life is scheduled. <laughs> scheduled. I can't do anything without my, I have to look on my schedule. I can't just add it in without my schedule because I'm going to mess it up. I'm going to mess something up. What do you say to the people that are out there that say, oh, you know, that scheduling, that's that's just a load because, you know, I like to be free and, and you know, fancy free out there or footloose. And what do you say to those people? Fancy free, lose deals. That's the reality. You, you're going to lose business. And, and I'm, I'm not talking. So Kizzy has always been the planner. Okay. I've been the fancy free one. And so when I first got into it, I was like, oh my God, I forgot to call that person back. And you know, when I remembered two weeks after, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I don't know how beneficial it was <laughs> that I'm remembering it two weeks ago because life happens. Right. And so with life challenges, uh, mm -hmm. dealing with careers, dealing with family, dealing with kids, life happens. And so, and, and then on top of that, there has to be time frames that you block out just so that you can be who you are. Um, we have it. When I say we live by our schedule, it's down to the T. When I wake up in the morning, me having spiritual time, me having my exercise, it's literally in my calendar. So it's it's you're planning to fail. And that's a firsthand experience. It is unsuccessful without putting it in that calendar. You also want to make sure that you're dedicating time frames to that client. 
Well, if you don't know what those time frames are, now you look unprofessional and look like you're not operating a business. When you think of McDonald's, guess what? They have operating hours, they have business hours, and they, I can guarantee you on a corporate level, on a higher level, they have it time blocked. Absolutely. If they've mastered it and able to duplicate it, why wouldn't we? Right. And without it, distractions come too easy. They come way too easy. There's always something else to do. There's always something that comes in. And, you know, and to be honest, when I started this whole block, I had my time blocked. But because I I just kept getting pulled in different, it was very hard to follow. So it takes practice. Everything takes practice. Mm-hmm. Everything takes training, you know, and the, but the more and more and more that you do it, the more you get used to it, the easier it is to the mm-hmm. point where you don't have to look at the schedule. You know, your schedule yeah. is consistent. So give me a, a typical day. Start when you wake up. Give me a typical day. What's on your schedule? So from the very start, I get out of bed and I have my mental time. I have a a 15 minute block um, with my mental and my spirituality time where I kind of meditate and kind of get myself ready for the day. Um, I then follow it by my exercise routine, um, which is typically about an hour time frame. And then from that exercise routine, my shower, get ready, get prepared to, to look my best for the day. Um, and then from there, I we start right off. Each day is locked a little bit different, but for the most part, we start right off with calling with calling customers and clients um, and direct interaction. So if it was a Monday, for instance, um, I like to at nine a.m. let them know that they're gonna I'm gonna be that voice that they hear from for all my active clients, um, under contract or not under contract. So that way, if we have been searching over the weekend, they know, hey, this is what the updates is. Of course, we have consistent updates, but they are looking forward to that 9 to 10 a.m. call. After I finish that call, I then start doing my lead generation. Um, And so I may take a quick break before jumping into there. But then I do roughly about two to three hours of lead gen. The afternoon may fluctuate a little bit because we have that education piece that we always factor in, um, whether that is direct education, whether that is in-person education or over Zoom education. And so that may fluctuate. And then we have our allocated time frames for clients, um, for showings or mm-hmm. for, um, se- for meeting with a seller or um, meeting with a new ally partner. So we have those time blocks set to the side. And do you have a time that you stop and you say, here's my cutoff? Absolutely. Absolutely. So that was one thing. If I didn't learn anything, (laughs) one thing I learned from the very start from the class, my cutoff time is at seven on the dot, no exceptions. And, And it sounds like, oh, that's really rough, Erica, no exceptions. My family is very important to me, very important to me. And so I don't want to make all this money and do all this for everyone else and not take care of my family. And so them having my undivided attention during those times are extremely crucial to to not just my success, but Kizzy, same way, to our success. 
Now, are there exceptions to the rule? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. When you're in a, a really rough market, but I, I make sure that I have that conversation with my husband, with my son, so that they are aware mommy's going to be on this call for 15 minutes max. Max. So that we can get this taken care of. And, and it's always, I call him my little creeper. He's always in the background like, <laughs> it's 14.2. <laughs> so yes 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 it we we have strict cutoffs excellent um weekends i'm assuming you're working most weekends yes yeah so yes. those are your those are your big days those are our big days right do you take time during the week during the day that you block out family time me time before seven yes so sunday is uh, Saturday is Kizzy's off day. Sunday is my off day. So oh, that's right. one of the days that we do take. And what because we've done it and positioned it like that in particular. So if a client still needs to get out, one of us can still take that client on the off days. And then the during the week, we typically have one day that we kind of just rest and, and, and are able to reboot at that point. Mm-hmm. That's great. And so you said it earlier, you're working a plan. Mm-hmm. And by having this plan in place and sticking to the plan, this has obviously made your business grow in a very short time, it mm-hmm. appears. Correct. Mm-hmm. That, that's great. So now I want to ask you each your opinion. So the, you don't have to be the, you, I want your own opinion. Going back to when we first started mm-hmm. in terms of your career, sitting in my class, if you had the opportunity to be in my class and give those people, those new people, one piece of advice, it doesn't have to be the same for both of you, but Kizzy, what would be your piece of advice that you would give to a brand new person coming into real estate right now? Don't take maybe a few clients you have for granted, meaning don't relax. <laughs> Don't relax. Um, Don't think that they're going to come like that. You have to do the work. You have to do the work. You have to make the phone calls. You have to continue to pull leads in. You have to continue to reach out. You have to continue to make contacts. You have to continue to build relationships Um, because you can get to a point where maybe you're doing well and then things are going great and you're relaxed. We had to learn this at some point in the beginning. (laughs) You know, we were doing great. We had so many people coming and we were working. This is what this is what I would say. Work on the business as well, not just in the business. <laughs> because you can work in the business, you can drive yourself crazy, you can run all over the place, you can be everywhere with every client at all times. But at the same time, for us, the money comes in the future. <laughs> so if you're constantly working in your business, you're not setting yourself up for the other months and going moving forward. So if you are not constantly working your business and in the business, eventually there will definitely be a break and it may make things a little harder for you. So mm-hmm. you have to continue doing the work. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the word if to encapsulate what you just said is consistency. Absolutely. Is that- yeah. Absolutely. That's it. That's what I'm hearing you say. So consistency in in communicating with your client base. Right. 
and building and the leads. pipeline. Yeah, building the pipeline. Absolutely. All right. I love that. All right, Erica. I'm going to give a little shift. I think being yourself. When we get into this industry, you, especially if you have no insight on this industry, you're like, oh, I'm going to be like that agent. And I'm going to be like this agent. And I'm going to be like this person. But be yourself. Her elegance has excelled at its level because despite what everybody was like, no, don't do it that way. Or don't have this super woman empowered picture or don't do this and don't do that. And we was like, we're hard headed. We're going to do it anyway. Right. Don't become a team. <laughs> don't become a team. Um, but be yourself, be original to yourself. Ensure, ensure that you deliver outstanding service ensure that you stay educated, ensure that you make sure that you're constantly working on the business and in the business, but don't um, conform and be somebody that you're not. Be yourself. Your originality, it has a place within the industry and it will produce revenue if it is something that is ornate to you. We are successful with our client events because we like throwing parties, right? Not, not the, the club type parties, but elegant events, which hence the name. So be original to you. Be original and build your business off of your originality and not someone else's. I think that's great advice, actually, because I think people today, more our client base or the potential client base is really looking to see who you are. Absolutely. Not salesperson, not the salesperson. Right. 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 It's, it's shifted. I mean, it's definitely shifted from when I first started, even through probably the, till the last 10 years, that people, you know, what can you do for me? How can you negotiate hard for me? I don't care about you. I only care about me as the client, you know, and what are you going to do for me? Where, where today, I've always said that people buy the person not the company. Absolutely. Right? It almost doesn't matter what company you work for. I mean, yeah, I realize it does right. to you, but to, to the client, if you're going to service them, they'll go with you to whatever company you're at, right? Absolutely. But this idea of transparency has certainly been something over the last 10 years with the advent of social media, with you know, the various outlets that people can see who you are, that transparency has become a really big thing mm -hmm. for our potential clients. Right. And it, it seems like you guys have, have you know, really um, kind of hitched your wagon to that through your, your events, through your social media, and it's what's helped you grow your business in in a relatively short time absolutely yes people definitely want real everyone's so skeptical nowadays because of our society it is what it is now you know so you do have to show your authentic self that's what people want and people kind of see the rest of it coming <laughs> they don't want it you know right i'm sure you haven't won every deal you've you've gotten out there right no no so what do you two do to keep yourselves motivated when you run into a deal that falls apart 
a deal that you don't get? How do you motivate yourself to to keep going? We scream. Ah, no, no. (laughs) 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 Oh, I I I always have one. We we keep in mind our spirituality, right? We and we explain to the client every home is not going to be for you, right? Um, what we're searching for is not every home, but the right home. We're searching for your home. And so making sure that that's communicated as far as keeping the deal together, I think that comes with making sure that you have strong ally partners, um, that that ally partner is checking every single box and that you stay educated on the box that should be checked just in case it's not one of your referral partners and it's somebody that they came over with making sure that the, all those boxes are checked to ensure that we're not later in the deal and we're finding out that they didn't make enough money because everything wasn't checked to begin with. And so we make it, um, before we even take a client out, um, the pre-approval stage for us is a little heightened. We don't want just a, a pre-approval. We want it to be completely t- so Terrifying. much so that we <laughs> in two weeks um, where everything is pretty much taken care of all we need to do is find the house they only need the house to add on to this deal at this point and and that's a key part and and we understand that it is very time consuming and we explain that to our clients that it does take a little longer um, however what's it is so much more worth it than to deliver disappointing news that you didn't get the house or you can't get this house or we got to go back out and look again. So the finding the house parts, yeah, it, it sometimes can be a challenge, but that's the easier part, making sure that it's a solid, secure deal. Mm-hmm. And, so, and people that- So let me that, ask you this. Would, if I'm hearing you right, of course, you know, it's music to my ears, but you're not taking people out that ooh. aren't pre-qualified. No, that's a big no. Why not? <laughs> Absolutely. No, because if you didn't beat anything into us, <laughs> beat that into us. <laughs> you beat that into us. And and honestly, from the very start, very start with just us trying to like put everything together fresh out of school. And I was like, yeah, we got to remember that. And I was like, I'm so glad some of the people we I'm so glad we did it because you're absolutely right. It's really you know, a disservice to yourself, to your clients, to the other side. Absolutely. Reputation is everything. So it's not just, you know, your reputation with the clients and the referrals that they can generate, but it's also a reputation. While this is a huge industry, it's really a small industry. Like it amazes me how many repeat agents I come across and they love working with us because we properly communicate it. We made sure that the deal was solid when we came across. And so it's to the point now when they see our name on a deal, it wins deals. Excellent. Kizzy, anything you want to add to that? Uh, I mean, again, just it's it's all really just comes down to the relationship and really just having high standards, really high standards when it comes to because you're, you want your clients taken care of. Um, we also want to make sure, again, we're able to put a deal through from beginning to end. So we do demand <laughs> um, high, having high standards from the people that we work with. 
it, it's a huge, huge deal. We, you know, in the beginning, we've definitely experienced the latter <laughs> for sure. So now, you know, at this point and for a long time now, we know what it is that we're looking for. We know what it is that we're asking for. Um, we know what good work looks like <laughs> going through a deal. We know that communication is important. We know that communication with our clients are important. Um, you know, and just how people go through their deals. So it is really important for you yourself as you're going through the deal to demand those standards as well. The same way people pretty much have to represent what you look like. So they have to mimic what you look like yourself, your partner throughout the whole team to go through the transaction. Yeah. yeah. So I, I probably know the answer to this one, but I'll just ask it because you know me. Um do we use buyer agency agreements? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. Good. Absolutely. <laughs> that also makes the client feel, and I'm going to say feel, <laughs> that they also um, are invested with it as well. Um, and then with explaining that to them, you know, we're working for them. You know, we're definitely being loyal and committed to them and the deal and so on and so forth. And so we just ask the same thing because we are putting our work in. And that also, I think, sometimes makes them feel like they, they're they working with something and they have some a commitment and professional that they're working with as well as we go through a deal. So I think it is definitely important. <laughs> and of course, protection you know, if you have, to, if it has to get to that point. But I think um, more than anything else, I think for yourself and for the buyer, that also lets them know that there is something that we're working with here. It is a professional agreement. It is a professional transaction. We do care about your transaction. And that definitely brings a difference between possibly ourselves and someone else that doesn't use it. Because of course, there's plenty of people that don't do it. It sets the tone. Mm-hmm. And and have you had instances where people have said no? No, honestly. Good. I, I haven't. I feel like I have had people that were hesitant about it until they really understood. Um, I think people think, okay, I'm signing up to pay you a thousand dollars, you know, whether we find a home or not. So I think it's just something that you do have to educate people on. I have found some people again to be resistant towards what, what's this, what what am I signing? What am I signing? you know, up to do with you here and what is it going to cost idea. Um, but I think it's just giving them the education about what it is they are signing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like- will say just in our experience, the ones that kind of has like that little bit of hesitation, it could be a coincidence, but those typically are the ones that's not fully invested and ready mm-hmm. to move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, are kind of going to not take your time seriously. Or maybe yeah. working with someone else <laughs> or planning on it. Yeah, you have those, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, and again, I think you hit the key on this. Both of you said it, professional. Yes. You're here. Real estate is a profession. Absolutely. None of us are in this for our good looks. Right. We're in it to serve people and to make a living for our family. Absolutely. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I'm not ashamed of it. You ladies are not ashamed of, of it. We're in business. Mm-hmm. And if we treat it like a business, other people will treat it like a business. Right. 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 And it's it's when you say I'm setting the expectation or I'm setting the the expectation high. 
that's part of it. Absolutely. And if people don't want to play your game, I'm not going to go get a, I, I know I qualified and I'm not going to get a pre-qualification or I'm not going to get a pre-approval. I just want you to show me some, some homes. You have those. <laughs> yeah. And so what do you do with those? Yeah, you have to sign it. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, once you have that available, I'll be more than happy to get you into homes. I want to make sure that if you go into this home, you absolutely love it, then we can put an offer in. And we mm-hmm. can't do that and be serious if we don't have proof that we can put an offer in. Absolutely. So I don't want to waste your time and I don't want my time wasted or the other sides wasted. I want to make sure that we, we are valuing time. It's on the education. Mm-hmm. That's it. It goes all back to what you said earlier. You're constantly educating your client base. Correct. And that's excellent. All right. So we've been talking for a little while and I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. Of course. <laughs> to do that. You scheduled me in. Which was scheduled in. <laughs> okay, good. Now. Any last words either one of you want to leave with people that are in the business, people that are going to get in the business, just anything that that you can think of that would help somebody to be even more successful in this business than they've been to this point? When it Well, when it goes to both ends. So for instance, buyers, um, I think that people really have to be very careful and put care into um, what the conversations that they're having, for instance, with buyers. Um, You have plenty of people that come to you and some people never think they can get a house. You know, they think their credit is awful and, you know, the situation is this and so on and so forth. And, oh, I can't possibly afford a house and I can't possibly do this, but it's something that they want. It's a dream, you know, that they have. You know, there's so many people that come to us and they say, oh, well, my credit is bad and I this and I that, but it's something I want to do. And I think that would put some people that, some realtors, I should say, that don't have enough information um, and don't educate themselves enough that that they'll let that person walk away mm-hmm. and never have that opportunity. Um, but I think you have to know enough. Um, one, educate yourself on some of the things that they do say. There, There's plenty of possibilities in there. When it comes down to it, you're not the lender. You're not the one doing the numbers. You don't know all the information. People don't tell you all the information. <laughs> They don't know themselves, but it's just what they believe. And I can't tell you how many people that we've dealt with that they believe they couldn't do anything, but because we've still taken them through the process and checked for them, they were absolutely ready. And even if you're not ready to get a home, we can get you ready to get a home. We can give you the information to do so. And I think what a lot of people are missing is they don't have the information. They don't know what it takes. And so you have to have people that are patient, like like ourselves, that will say, I'm going to walk you through step A, B, C, and D. I'm going to tell you the first thing to do, the first thing we need to check, and I'm going to stick in here with you. I'm going to walk you through this process on the buyer side. When you're dealing with the, when you're dealing with the sellers, I think one of the things that maybe people don't realize that we had to learn, <laughs> that it's not, as, it's not just as simple either as, as selling a home. A lot of times the sellers are going through something. Maybe they're going through a divorce. Maybe they're, maybe there's a reason they have to sell their house. You know, maybe there's something that happened and they had to move. Maybe someone passed. There's so many different reasons. As we sit down with people and we list their homes, there's so many situations. I can't tell you how many sellers have broke down crying (laughs) 
at the listing appointment. And so those things, it's, it's very emotional. It's very personal for people. And so you have to educate yourself. You also have to have empathy and compassion and understanding. It requires a lot of us. <laughs> it requires a lot of us. And so you have to be ready to deal with that. And you have to equip yourself the best you can to get through the process. And, and you have to, you have to be a people person. Mm -hmm. Excellent. That that's an excellent observation. I love that. Thank Erica. You. I think kind of just adding on to what Kizzy said and then one extra, um, the key is service, mm -hmm. delivering customer service, these interactions, whether it is an interaction that's going to lead to a close or an interaction that's going to lead to a lifetime of referrals. Um, these interactions are direct reflection of your business. And so ensuring that customer service and, and making sure that that client is taken care of from start to finish is a key essential in a fresh out of school or a 30-year um, real estate agent. And it, and it should not waver. It should not waver at any stage. Mm -hmm. and the second part that I will say is as agents, um, we, so we, we came in literally, literally, I got my license, hung my license, and the next day COVID shutdown took place literally the next day after I hung my license. And so there has been a lot of change in the market just in the, the short period of time that we came in where we could not do or we were very limited to the amount of showings and, and how we were able to show it. There were so many stipulations. However, um, the key thing that we utilize and continue to utilize is education. Staying educated in this market has allowed every one of those changes to still be successful or allow us to still be successful because we were we we looked at the numbers, we paid attention to the numbers. And that's what part of what I mean when I say staying educated. It's not just staying in a class, but you should be in your MLS and looking at your numbers, especially if you call yourself an expert for that area. You should know how many new houses came onto the market and not only know them physical as the number, but also have visited those properties so that you know, okay, I, I, I'm an expert in this area. We're experts in Bolingbrook. I know every new house that comes onto this market because we take the time to learn our numbers, educate us, ourselves on those numbers and continue to flourish with those numbers and, and know what it means if, if there's limited supply or if there's an increase in supply. Know what that information means. So educate yourself and always making sure that you're staying on top of service. Well, this conversation went a whole different direction <laughs> than I thought when, when, I, uh, when I originally uh, asked you guys to be a, um, a guest on the podcast because I, I've watched your social media. I, I felt that you were doing a spectacular job with your social media. And I... To be honest, I, I probably have seen the event stuff, but since it was for women, Kizzy, I probably <laughs> didn't resonate with, I must have missed the casino. And night. men. 
<laughs> I must have missed that one, but that's okay. Um, because I just, I, I, I'm even more impressed now because I see the dedication the two of you are putting into it. I see that you're thinking outside of the box of the average real estate broker in ways to make yourself as a, as a team, make yourself invaluable to your client base. Absolutely. And, and you know, there's a, a, a famous, um, coach, Brian Buffini, that always says, you know, you need to be their trusted resource. Yes. And, and yes. you have found a way to become this trusted resource without jamming down their throats, your real estate side. It's there. They know it's there. They know you're good at it, but you're, you're serving a greater population, a greater need, I guess, and it's it's manifesting itself for those people, but it's also manifesting itself for the both of you in your business. Absolutely. And you both should be very proud of what you've done in the last three years or two and a half yeah. years yeah. that you've been in this business. I, it is, I mean, there are people, $11 million would be somebody's entire career and you two did it in, in year two of being in this business with a pandemic <laughs> in place. So you should both be very proud of what you're doing. And, and I want to wish you continued success. I, I, I know that you're going to have continued success because you got the foundation there. Absolutely. And I, I think that, you know, I'm sure both of you uh, wouldn't mind if our, our, um, podcast guests were to reach out if they had any questions. Oh, absolutely. Is that okay? Absolutely. Because I will put your information below the the podcast in our podcast notes. And if somebody wants to reach out and ask you a question, please feel free. Absolutely. You've obviously can see both of the ladies are are really committed to to leveling up mm-hmm. not just their business, but people overall. Absolutely. And I think that comes from your servant heart. And and I will tell you, I appreciate it. I'm sure your clients appreciate it. And I'm sure your families appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you. We I, I really appreciate this. This is a great conversation. I know that you guys had some some very actionable steps for some people. And hey, it's all out there. You, you guys are proven that it's out there. It's not the market. It's the person. It's the person. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you both. All right. My (laughs) pleasure. It's it's absolutely my pleasure. And we look forward to seeing our podcast guests on our next podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again to our sponsor. I love real estate school. Thanks for tuning in to the real estate Roundtable podcast. I hope you enjoyed hearing from our amazing guests and you picked up some valuable tips and insights that you can use in your own real estate business. If you liked what you heard today, please take a moment to like, subscribe, and share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. Your support means the world to us and helps us bring you more great content in the future. And if you're an agent who's interested in coaching, I'd love to hear from you. You can contact me directly through my website, my 
realestatesalesmanager.com or connect with me on social media. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you the next time in the Real Estate Roundtable Podcast.